Welcome and thank you for joining us today for McGraw-Hill Education's ongoing podcast series, Creating Community Through Conversation. Our topic is first-year college students, and our lens is focused on you. I'm joined by Lashana Stokes, who is an instructor at Central Penn College and has been in higher education for over 25 years, with roles ranging from first-year seminar professor to department chair to dean of enrollment. She's also the author of McGraw-Hill's first digital product for entering freshmen called Connect Master Student Success. Today's topic is part one of the three C's of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Welcome to our podcast, Lashana. Thank you so much. Today, we're gonna talk about and focus on the first C, and that is community. I'd like each of you that are listening to take a moment and think of the first words that come to mind when you think of the word community. What does it mean for you on your campus, department, office setting, or classroom? So some of you may have thought of the words belongingness or support, while others may have thought of the phrase being connected or feeling a part of something. But whatever words or phrases came to your mind, they were personal to you and your experiences of being a part of a community. And I can almost bet that many of those words were attached to a feeling which made you feel connected to others around you. You know, one of my favorite poets, Maya Angelou wrote, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Yes, that is very true and powerful. How can we connect this quote to community as it relates to equity? Well, you know, when it comes to community, it is about belonging and connectedness and also being treated with dignity, care, and respect in that process. So now let's talk about that regarding the definition of equity in higher education. So equity really is about assessing the needs of the population, providing the necessary resources for success, and then treating others with dignity, care, and respect in the process. And so tying this all together, we can really say that the path to equity runs straight through community. And that is why it's vital to have a sense of community before any level of equity can happen in our campus, our classrooms, or our office settings. See, community is the foundation for equity. So now let's talk about community in the fullest sense of the word. Indeed, let's go back to the basics. What exactly does community mean? Well, at a basic level, a community can be defined like this, a group of people who share something in common. I like to think of community as not something that you build. I like to think of it as a living entity that grows and evolves with time. We can create conditions for which communities thrive and flourish. The conditions we choose can be healthy and promote growth or can be unhealthy and prohibit growth. And to create this living entity, that is community, it must begin with the middle letter of the word. And that middle letter in the word community is you. Community cannot exist really unless we first focus on ourselves. I'm talking about true self-introspection and there are many components to this. This is so true that community must first start within ourselves. What exactly are the components of true community? Well, remembering that a, a community is indeed a group of people who share something in common, but it is so 
much more. It really is about one, caring about what we have in common. One thing to realize is that just because a person shares something in common with someone else does not mean that they care about it. So to be a part of this living entity of community, you need to care about what it is you have in common. The second thing is to care about each other. To be in a community that promotes growth, not only do you need to care about the community, but you also need to care about and respect each other. It is about being loyal to one another to help build healthy relationships. The third thing is to interact regularly. So yes, you can share something in common and care about each other, but if you do not communicate with some level of consistency, it is very difficult to evolve and grow. The fourth thing is to have a purpose for being a part of a community. See, I've been in higher education for over 25 years because I realized that my purpose is to help college students succeed, in particular, first year students. And I like to think of community as such that community is a consequence of contextual relationships intertwining over time, more like a meadow than Legos. This is definitely a different way to look at growing a community. Are there any other things we should think about? Absolutely, yes. Be mindful of the way that you show up. So it's important for us to ensure that we remain open and curious. It really is essential to understanding others' values, their strengths, and also their wisdom. Another thing to think about is to understand the concept of privilege and power. So let's break down what these two words mean. So privilege is, the formal definition is unearned access to resources that are only readily available to some people because of their social group membership and advantage or immunity granted or enjoyed by one societal group above and beyond the common advantage of all other groups. And the one thing to remember about privilege is that it's often invisible to those who have it. And so I say this, never apologize for the skin that you're in. But at the same time, assess and correct any unconscious biases you may have. Certainly be happy about who you are, but also be aware and recognize that we all may have vastly different experiences based on the skin that we're in, vastly different experiences based on the socioeconomic status in which we grew up, or vastly different experiences based on the gender in which we were born. And so now let's talk about power. Power is simply access to resources that enhance your chances of getting what you need in order to lead a comfortable, productive, and safe life. And see, each social identity uniquely affects whether and how a person holds privilege and power, thereby influencing how they exist in, engage with, and are treated by the world. This affects the way that you're received and the way you show up and receive others. And so assessing your social identity and the potential bias that comes with it allows you to acknowledge that everyone doesn't exist in the world the same way recognizing that we're subject 
to the effects of wearing blinders enables us to really step outside of our perceived reality and create space for conversations that take in other perspectives on the experience of inequity. These are great components to developing the living entity of community. Can you share with us any best practices that faculty and those in higher education can use to grow community? Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna share five best practices that institutions should consider in order to create community through equity. First one is to meet students' basic needs. One thing I've realized over time is that students cannot fully participate in college activities, virtual or otherwise, or feel a sense of belonging if their basic needs are unmet. The next best practice is to keep students informed using various platforms. So continue to rely on your normal communication methods uh, for students, either posters or digital signage, tabling and info booths, word of mouth, et cetera. But to increase community through equity, institutions may need to use their existing communication tools more intentionally. And those communication tools could be social media, email, learning management systems or LMS, and also websites. And how can you use them more intentionally? Well, you could tailor messages to specific students and populations. Finding the right frequency of communication is very important to strengthening connections with students and also building a shared sense of community across the institution. When I was uh, in my role of Dean of, Dean of Enrollment, I, I realized that some populations needed more touch points in the enrollment process than others to increase the levels of engagement and belongingness. And those populations were particularly from historically underrepresented communities. And the effectiveness of a communication method or platform, it may vary by topic or by student and institutions should use and aggregate the right data and evidence to determine how students respond to different types of messages and which students may benefit most from targeted outreach and also engagement. These are some really great practical points. Do you have any more tips on creating community? Absolutely. So it's really important to also make sure that you use peer mentors and student leaders to cultivate a sense of community. Think about the student leaders that you have on campus as co-constructors of knowledge when it comes to engagement, belongingness, and connectedness. And then you should certainly also give students ample opportunities to share their experiences and demonstrate they are heard by following through with appropriate support. Students need the opportunity to share their experiences and provide feedback. At the same time, institutions should be intentional in giving students meaningful opportunities to do so. And then most importantly, demonstrate care and compassion. Demonstrating care and compassion for students' feelings, experiences, and, and circumstances is morally right, and it's essential to cultivating a sense of student belonging, perhaps more so than now than ever. See, the dichotomy of our institutions and classrooms has basically changed forever. The narrative is vastly different than it was just one year ago. And it is equity practices rooted in compassion and care 
that really are going to grow our community of students, administrators, faculty, staff, all of those that are in student-facing positions. We're all a part of a continuing uh, growth process, and we want to grow that into a beautiful meadow at each of our campuses, and that is what we call community. Wow, yes, the, the journey to growing community may not be an easy one, but it is surely possible. When campuses and classrooms grow and flourish, equity, equity will too. We have so much to think about today regarding community. Well, thank you so much. And I encourage each of you to join us for our next C in the series, and that will be climate on our campuses. Until next time, I am Lashana Stokes. Thank you, Lashana, for taking the time to share this valuable information with us. And thank you everyone for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time.